0: Hi, welcome to the Mother's Guide Through Autism podcast. This podcast is to inspire, support, and build community for mothers raising children with autism. I'm Bridget Shipman, the host and creator of the Mother's Guide Through Autism. This podcast has been inspired by my son, Joseph, who has been living with autism for the past 28 years. Hello, welcome back to Mother's Guide Through Autism. I'm Bridget Shipman, your host, and I'm very excited to talk to you today. What I'm going to be talking to you about is your internal compass as a mother's guide. And this is important because when you're trying to make an important decision for your child and you don't know which direction to go into, Which way do I go? What do I do? I want you to know that we can access your internal compass. So that's what I'm going to be talking to you about today, the internal compass and how you can use it. When I first became a mom, I was very excited, but also fearful I don't know about all of you, but my hunch is we've all had that moment of, oh, my, oh, my gosh, I'm going to be responsible for this beautiful human being. And once we give birth to our children or once we meet our children for the first time, uh, if you're an adopted mom or any mother figure, the feeling of joy is beautiful, and the love that we have just immediately just consumes us, but also does fear. I've often heard, uh, you know, some parents say, man, I wish I would have had a handbook when I signed up for being a parent. And I know for myself, I really could have used a handbook. I could still use a handbook, quite honestly, but I really, I didn't have one. I didn't apply for this job. I didn't really understand it, although I knew I wanted to be a a, a mother. And if you're listening to this and you are, are going to become a mom in whatever way you're going to become a mom, because I don't think really giving birth defines motherhood. I think being a mother is just being somebody who loves a child more than they love themselves. And for me, that instantly happened when I first met Joseph. And of course, my younger son as well. So once we meet our beautiful children and our job begins. There are many, many moments where we really struggle. We don't know what to do. And I I can remember having what to expect when you're expecting um, right by my nightstand. It was a book that was always with me and sometimes it gave me relief and sometimes it didn't because it didn't. Uh, the, I don't know that there's a book that has every single answer in it, but boy, did I use that book, and boy was I glad I had that book. It was a a great resource for me, and I kept it close to me and I used it frequently. But as hard or as scary, I should say, as it is being a parent, being a mom, it really becomes even more fearful when your child is diagnosed with autism. When Joseph was diagnosed, I really became fearful. I thought this is something I'm not familiar with. I don't know really anything about it. And I don't know how to help my son. I really, I really didn't know so there there were lots of fearful thoughts that that i had and i carried them around for many many years and i still have them sometimes although joseph is an adult now um there there's still still guidance that um i feel like i need to give he may disagree with me <laughs> but i feel like being um a mom, being a parent, that job doesn't really ever end. It's continuous. But when you first get that diagnosis, and and last episode, I talked about life tsunamis and, and being in square one, which is when we're in that dark place, it's very difficult. And some of us, including, and I say us, because that includes me, I really didn't do uh, my own work until much later. I didn't have the tools. Uh, I didn't really even know what life coaching was for many, many years. And I can tell you that I carried these fearful thoughts. And, uh, you know, when, when, when your heart, when you have a heartache, It's very, very difficult to be able to move through it and and make the right decisions because it's so scary. What if I what if I make the wrong decision and I'm not helping my son? I don't know because he can't tell me I don't know what to do. And what I found out was that my love for my son joseph was was bigger than me it was more than me and i knew that that love was going to get me through and that although i didn't have answers and i didn't know what my next steps were going to be that that love was going to have to be enough for that moment and it is enough and it it does get you through it gives you strength That love that we have for children is very powerful and it is really um, a superhero power. Really love is for our children is, is that, is that powerful? I remember um, those early days when I, again, I didn't have a handbook, so it was a lot of trial and error. And my sister and I have talked about this before, and she would come come visit. It was when Joseph was small. He was still in a playpen. And if I tried to leave the room, whether somebody was there or not, he, he would have meltdowns. And so there were, there were times where it was very difficult for me to go to the bathroom, to brush my teeth there were all kinds of difficult moments for me and they were really stressful. So when I needed to use the restroom, my sister, when she came over, she would kneel down by Joseph next to his play play and let him do, what, you know, he was fascinated with her hair. And so he would like to stroke it. And sometimes he wanted to really feel her hair. I don't know if it was a sensory thing or what, <laughs> I would frantically go to the restroom, come out before he realized that I was gone because once he had a meltdown, it was very, very difficult uh to get him to calm down. So the goal was do whatever it takes to keep Joseph calm. And um, we laugh about it now. Yeah, you know, sometimes he would even tug at, tug at her hair, and I'd come out and I'd go, Oh my goodness, <laughs> you know, we would just laugh. But at the time, it was really just about whatever it takes to, to keep Joseph calm. So those memories, as I reflect and, and share my stories with you, um, I, I know that you can relate. My hunch is that you're like, oh, gosh, yeah, I remember doing whatever, or I'm actually going through that now. And yeah when your child starts having meltdowns, is it's very, very difficult. And when you're already stressed out, it just adds more to that. But I know I know that if we can focus on the love that we have for our kids, that that's what our next step is. And so when I'm talking about an eternal compass, I'm referring, to your heart. That, that uh, love that you have for your child is your internal compass. It's your mother's intuition, if you will. I know that, um, when I had, when I was searching, when I didn't have answers, I knew to follow my heart. It was, it was some, some feeling inside of me and, I had, and I shared this before, but I had lots of heartfelt advice from all kinds of professionals. And, and, you know, you're trying to make that decision. Should I do this therapy? What therapy will work? You know, you're just constantly in search problem solving mode. And I I just didn't know, you know, what do I do? And, I would listen to all this advice and sometimes it helped, but sometimes it took over my intuition. I felt it right in my gut, in my heart, and I knew my son better than anybody else knew knew my child. And so I had to go with that. I had to go with my intuition. And quite honestly, I didn't. Once I felt that, it became such a strong feeling once I allowed it and I could recognize it, that that intuition was like a a lion, a lion's heart, just as a, a mother lion watches over her cubs. It was, no, I, I, I don't, that doesn't feel right to me. Although I didn't have have an answer sometimes, it didn't matter, but I had that answer. I had the right answer for my child. And you will feel that intuition. Maybe you already have, maybe that is something that you use and that just comes over you as it did me, but it can get confusing when you're, you're trying to decide, okay, all right, let's use therapy for an example. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know if this is right. I don't know. They're saying it is, but it just, uh, just doesn't feel feel good to me. You have those inner whisper. You have them. And when your gut and your heart is speaking to you, it's really important not to reject it and to sit with it and listen to it. And so I'd like for you to practice this. So I'm going to just walk you through that Um, if you are at a crossroads with your child, or if you're trying to make a decision or maybe one's one will come up for you and you can use this, this tool, uh, it will be very helpful for you. So first thing I want you to do is as always take, take a few deep breaths and let yourself slow down. You might like to go get something to write with. I always like to to write down. I call this dumping because what we're going to do right now is I want you to go into your in into your mind, into your headspace, and if there's something that is coming up for you that feels like fear. Uh, of the unknown. And, and we all have plenty of that. I want you to write down every fearful thought that comes up for you just for the next couple of minutes, anything. I want you to dump your fear on this, on this page and just anything that comes up for you that feels icky or fearful, write it down. Once you've done that, I want you to go ahead and take another few breaths, slow it down, and find a quiet, safe space while you're doing this. And as you're doing those breaths, listen to your inner voice. So we're going to move from your head space to your heart space. And when you're in your heart space, just listen to it. That is your internal compass. Your heart space is it. And you'll feel it and you'll hear it and you'll know it. Then try not to reject it. Cause that is what can happen very easily, is to pop right back into that, that head space, and then all those fearful thoughts start popping back in. And what I want you to know is that those fearful thoughts are not real. I had so many of them and I spent my time in fear of Joseph, not talking of Joseph, never having friends. And I can go on and on with examples of fearful thoughts. And none of that is true today. So these fearful thoughts need to be released. Then we need to slow down, slow yourself down. Listen to your heart, go to your heart space. And if you're asking, uh, a lot of moms have said, well, how how do I know the difference? When you're in your head space, that feels scary, anxious. And fearful. When you're in your heart space, it feels calm and peaceful. That's how you know the difference. So if you can practice this and come familiar with, okay, my breath is a little more shallow. I'm starting to feel anxious about these thoughts, about this decision. Then you know you're in your head space. Find your heart space with that slowing down dumping the fear out and then listening to it in that safe quiet space. It works. it really does work and I use this tool a lot because it's very easy when you allow those those fearful thoughts in and then you don't know how to get them out. So I hope you find this tool helpful for you in your decision-making, releasing your fear from those fearful thoughts. We'll be doing more work around this, but this is one of many tools that you can use and it doesn't take a lot of time and it will really be a game changer for you. It has been for me. Now that you have that tool, I want you to just know that If you can just take a second and really believe in your internal compass and to follow it, know that that's the right way to go. That is what I wanted to talk to you about today, is your beautiful Mother's Guide internal compass. I'll see you next time. Please be safe, stay well, and know that you are supported. And that Joseph and I want to offer you hope, inspiration, knowledge, and mostly love. If you enjoyed this podcast, please be sure to subscribe, rate, and review and share it on social media. You can download my free guide, Five Things I Wish I Knew Raising My Son with Autism, by going to my website, MothersGuideThroughAutism.com. Also, please join our Facebook group, Mother's Guide Through Autism, for support. I'm sending you all hope and love. Thanks so much for listening.